0: Welcome back to the lucid dreaming podcast this is episode seven and let's get started with a few interesting little updates my nice little podcast is getting some upgrades and uh, hopefully you can hear it but i got a new microphone and it's looking pretty cool and hopefully it sounds good as well it's the yeti the blue yeti mic um so i I'm hoping that this will give your ears a little cleaner and nicer sound um, and improve the, just the quality of the audio. Obviously it's a such an auditory uh, format. So hopefully this, this helps a little bit. The other thing, very cool thing is that I got accepted to the SoundCloud podcasting beta program. Uh, So first of all, thanks a lot to the guys at SoundCloud. Um, if you've been listening on the on my website you've been seeing their embed codes uh their little embedded player which is kind of nice and um in terms of the feed nothing really will change if you've subscribed using the website feed that will stay the same if you subscribed through itunes um that will nothing will change but you can now also subscribe on south and in the next week or so, I'm probably going to switch the feed to iTunes. Instead of feeding from my website, it's going to feed from uh, from SoundCloud because they have, you know, better servers and better engines than I do. So, um, you know, faster download speed if you're downloading an episode before you're hearing it, um, more reliable streaming, and so on and so forth. So, um, and again, you, you don't have to do anything, but I thought I'd, I'd share the new version. If there's any issues, if something suddenly doesn't work or looks funny, just, uh, let me know. Maybe that's why I'm telling you. So you can keep an eye out if there's any, any f- funky thing going on. Uh, but hopefully it would all be a smooth transition. I, I don't think there should be any problem. So, um, I got a new book to read, and uh, I mentioned uh, Charlie Morley um, on a couple episodes ago, and his book *Dreams of Awakening* has finally arrived, and I started reading. It is absolutely captivating, and I do wonder about a few things. First of all, almost right at the beginning, he you know he writes about um, uh, lucidity, what he calls lucidity spectrum, which is basically what I just happened to talk about. Um, on the last episode about levels of lucidity and it's kind of cool. So he breaks it down a little differently. Uh, he breaks it down to about four m- sort of main, um, levels or stages, but, but points out, just like I said, that it's a, it's really a spectrum. That's why I like the name, uh, lucidity spectrum. Um, but it's, it's really cool. I, I won't go into it. I won't sit here and read you the book. But I do highly recommend it. Um, I will let you know what I think once I actually finish it. So I'm a few chapters in, and it's excellent. But this brings, this brings me to something that I do wonder, and I, I would love your feedback on, which is uh, how many of you associate, uh, associate lucid dreaming with uh, spirituality? Because it's, uh, the, uh, the origins of lucid dreaming, or well, at least the, the practice of lucid dreaming, uh, as, as far as history goes back, um, is is very well integrated in Tibetan Buddhism, as I um, pointed out before. And Charlie Morley, of course, um, as not only a Buddhist, but somebody who studied, um, you know, Buddhism and meditation and teaches from that perspective, uh, as well as from sort of a Western perspective, which is really cool. But I do wonder how many people are saying, you know, as soon as they hear you know, something about spirituality or enlightenment or, you know, all that kind of stuff, does it, you know, deter you? Does, does it throw you off? Or does it sound absolutely natural and perfect fit for lucid dreaming and it makes makes perfect sense? You see, I've been meditating for about six years and I'm very exposed to all that. Of course, I'm my mind is scientifically oriented at the same time and I'm sort of skeptic, but... Hopefully an open-minded skeptic if, you know, there is such a fun hybrid. But I do wonder how other people see it. Because on one hand, there's the approach to lucid dreaming is just very technical and clinical. But the experience itself is so esoteric. It's so, you know, unreal and super real in, in some weird sense at the same time. Because it's this crazy virtual reality experience in your mind. Um, so in in a sense, it's so detached from reality, how can you not, you know, think about what it all means, um, in a more, you know, philosophical or spiritual way. And of course, the more you get into it, the more you see that there's something is, you know, something to be revealed in, in, in the whole practice of lucid dreaming. But again, uh, everybody's experience is different, um, so I don't know. I I do I do wonder what people's views are on that. So just heads up. Obviously, this book, if you do pick it up, and I do recommend you pick it up, um, is is wonderfully laced with both Eastern, you know, Tibetan Buddhism perspective, as well as a Western one. I mean, it's it's beautifully done. That's what I kind of like about it. Obviously, it it speaks to me plenty, but um, I think he balances those. Very nicely, but you know, dives right into you know high spiritual concepts as well. So I wonder how other people view view that. And if you've read the book, uh, by all means, let let me know. I'm curious because I think it's it's one of the the better books I've I've read lately. So I'm 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 deep into it, and uh, uh, it's hard to put down. So um, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll tell you how when when I progress a little more. So, and the, the last thing I wanted to say about the um, spectrum, uh, lucidity spectrum, it's that it's another one of those component um, that interests me in, I have this thing that I'm trying to sort of put together, and I'm trying to put together it in my mind, but then one day to actually put it on, on paper it's somehow. And it's, it's hard to explain, uh, but it's sort of trying to map lucid dreaming as a as a whole endeavor as a whole again it's kind of hard to do it like have a theory of lucid dreaming so to speak um in in some form of i don't know philosophical but but semi-scientific at least semi-scientific way where you try to map the landscape of lucid dreaming and again it's so hard to explain but you can take you know the spectrum of lucidity or levels of lucidity as i called it Uh, It's a component of that. That's a great example. Um, It's a phenomena within lucid dreaming uh, that you can sort of try to describe and categorize, and it's part of it. And the more components you describe in more detail, the more experience we have and be able to describe it. And hopefully with, you know, scientific measurements, we'll be able to do more with brain and EEG data um, to hopefully one day really, really map lucid dreaming, because I think we're all still you know early stage explorers and maybe maybe you know some buddhist monks have really mapped it out and we're we're a little clueless to to what they know but <laughs> um i think it'd be interesting i had this sort of conversation on twitter with uh jamie alexander who i'm about to mention in this podcast in relation to something else um he writes at luc- lucidability.com uh, we have a little we had a little conversation about you know this this mapping of lucid dreaming, and that's something I'm trying to sort of formalize in my head and make sense of it in some way. And then try to actually do this mapping, build, build a, a theory of lucid dreaming that you know addresses all of these various components. And it's it's sort of out there in pieces from different people and different writings and different books. Um but I wanna I want to try to create a comprehensive theory from it, and we'll see how that goes. That that might take a while. Uh, anything from, you know, experiences in lucid dreaming to um, exactly what happens in the brain during lucid dreaming to uh, the chemistry and how supplements affect lucid dreaming. It's another thing I'm I'm looking into uh, that will take a little more time and more research. But I think you, you're sort of perhaps hopefully getting the sense to what, what I'm referring to. Um, so let's move along and, and talk about uh, today's subject. Which is DIY methods or sort of do-it-yourself techniques, and this is very interesting because I think I mentioned this uh, in a previous episode that there's you know there's 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 sort of the core methods and the core techniques that we all know the you know the the basic ones that were sort of set in place by Stephen Leiberg and all that period of time. And, and then I mentioned that, you know, people come up with new ones every day and they keep adding all these acronyms, dialed and wild and mild and filed and, you know, it's just, it's getting even ridiculous. So on one hand, it's sort of, it's a mess because just there's so many and some of them are really similar and some of them are just variations on the same thing. Some of them are really subcategories of others, as I mentioned, um, but I think the I think the important thing about the fact that people are still sort of trying to come up with new techniques is, as I said, we're all still explorers. There isn't a definitive this is how you lucid dream and i and I'm sure if you talk to enough people, you kind of get the sense that there there's a There's a different method for every person, meaning there's, you know, different techniques works better, work better or worse for different people. It's not a sort of set, pre, predefined kind of thing. It's not this is the best technique or has been shown uh, to work the best for most people. At least, I don't know if anybody has uh, done, done any surveys or research into what works more for people, what works less. Maybe, maybe there, there are ones that work better than others in general. But I'm sure we'll always find that um, there are, you know, individuals who specific techniques just for whatever reason, which we don't know yet, work better than others. And that brings me to the DIY methods. Because I think that we haven't really discovered all the ways to, to do it. And I think that people just experimenting, people get to a point where they either give up on trying techniques that they've read about, or with a lot of experience, they start just playing around and testing and refining the techniques that they know, just because they sort of get a sense for it or they just try it or something happens accidentally and they say, oh, well, let me let me look into this. So I wanted to give a couple examples today and then sort of open up the question of, you know, if you if you didn't know about any techniques what would you try and if you do know about techniques but you know you if you suddenly realize or or come to the conclusion that maybe you can try something that you haven't tried before that nobody really specified but you get a sense that maybe if you try it it might work um what would you try what would you do and what if you had to develop your own technique um what would that be so the first example and I I mentioned that before um, so uh, Jamie Jamie Alexander uh, from lucidability wrote a book called lucid dream on command advanced techniques for multiple lucid dreams per week now it's a it's a really good book it's it's sort of relatively short and sweet Um, but my what I got from it is and again, this is this is a sort of maybe a slightly farther variation of an existing technique, but this it seems like from from what I understand from the book that this is something that he sort of developed uh, intuitively, which is kind of cool. And it's a sort of three part technique, and the reason I think it's he calls it advanced technique. It's more you know one technique than multiple techniques, but it has different stages. The reason he calls it advanced, not because it's, you know, complicated, but I think um from what I gather it sort of takes some time to, to train yourself to do to do it that way specifically. And um the implication is that if you do train yourself or if you do give it a, a try over a period of time and if you get the hang of it, then it's something that you can do regularly and successfully. Um so I'm I'm starting now to uh, try and implement this technique, and I'll I'll keep you posted on how it goes. But you know, I'll I'll link to the to the book. It's it's two ninety nine on Kindle. I mean, it, for that price, it's it's really a no brainer. Um, so if you want to look into it, by all means, do it. I, I can't I can't even describe his technique because it's that's why he wrote it down. That's why it's a it's a whole little book, but it's a short book. But but still, he goes through it and the whole process and how it works and and so on and um, I, I won't do it justice by, by any means, so go check it out and take a look. And that's, that's one I wanted to mention because it's, it's someone who went and through his own practice sort of came up with a technique. The other one I wanted to mention that I, I came across on, on Reddit, of course, um, by um, someone named Hari Yonago, that's his Reddit username, um it's very cool technique and and this this touches nicely upon the whole the whole um the whole point of uh of people coming up with more acronyms that sort of fit the mold the existing mold the something ild but it kind of works it kind of fits um so i thought i thought it was funny i i, I chuckled when i read it but um the basic core of the technique i'm going to run through it but again i'm going to link to the original post on reddit because just trying to explain it i might not do it justice and i don't want to sit here and read the entire the entire thing but it's basically you know before you uh go to sleep or at any point you create a audible rhythm like clapping your hands or tapping to a beat or something something very consistent and repetitive same same beat same speed and you think about it you memorize the uh sensation let's say if you're clapping your hands uh, memorize the sound memorize the rhythm the the speed the beat and and then you go to sleep and you wake up a few hours before you're supposed to get up you don't get out of bed it's not the wake back to bed thing where you go up in for an hour and do stuff it's you sort of go go back asleep right away but as you're falling asleep and as that moment that you're sort of dozing off you start imagining yourself creating that same rhythm that same beat so you imagine yourself clapping your hands um, as much as you can as vividly as you can and you repeat that and you try to sort of do it um, while still falling back asleep so so kind of do it in the in the back of your mind, and he says that if you're successful, um, one of two things might happen. So, you'll either find yourself in your bed, physically clapping your hands, which means that you're actually dreaming and you created a sort of false awakening. Which false awakenings is another awesome topic I'll touch upon when, when I finish, because it's kind of cool. Um, and then that means that you're you know if you're if you're clapping in your bed do a reality test because you're probably lucid dreaming and not actually clapping. Um, If you find yourself in a dream, you'll probably find yourself in a dream clapping. Congratulations. (laughs) You went right into the dream uh, and hopefully you become lucid. Um, So that's kind of cool. And he called it, I think it was something like uh, rhythm-induced lucid dream, so riled. So (laughs) once again, people come up with, with new techniques every day and... And again, there are always components of other techniques in them, and I think this this is um similar to the sort of auto suggestion uh, mantra based falling asleep with a something in your in your mind repeating in your mind and I think it's I think it's basing on that, but I think that what's cool and you know, I'm gonna try this technique as well is you know it uses a not just a, a word or a sentence that you say in your head over and over again but um, an imagined action that your body is doing so if you fall back and fall back right into rem sleep into a dream hopefully you do that particular action and that will trigger lucidity so it's fascinating it's a, it's a very cool technique so props to Haryonago, <laughs> and I'll I'll link to that there's a really nice discussion uh, below his post, of course. One of the nice little benefits of, of Reddit, uh, our lucid dreaming subreddit. So as you can see, you know people are, after a while, trying it themselves, coming up with new ways, trying, testing things. He says this is very, very successful for him. And this is what I want you to try to do if you've been trying for a long time, and it's not really working, or you've been uh, doing this for a long time and you have different variety of different things working, stop and think and, and try to sort of formulate something for yourself that you haven't tried before. Try um, coming up or figuring out... Um, it's hard to explain. Try sensing what might work for you. And I think it has to do a lot with you know what's your pattern of sleep and what's your pattern of falling asleep so techniques and methods that rely of that hypnagogic state that when you fall as you fall asleep trying to stay aware during that that phase is is very hard for some people but comes a little more naturally to others and that's obviously the the ability to do that which is increased as, as mentioned uh, in the past but by Things like awareness training and meditation. Um, I believe the again the EEG devices uh, will help training that as well. Um, so this is a very powerful and useful method to stay aware right into the dream, especially if you just woke up from REM. But some people it doesn't work for them, and some people really need a dif- different method and increasing their ability to do reality checks when things are weird and when there are in, in dreams and not just sort of transitioning into the dream. So more of the dream-induced lucid dreaming techniques. But try, try something new. Try to think outside of your own box and see what you can come up with. And you never know, that's the, kind, that's the cool thing about you know, being sort of on the uh, exploring side of lucid dreaming is that you never know if you actually might come up with a technique that will benefit so many other people if you end up sharing it. You know, we we practice the various techniques that we learn, but like m- in many other things in life, you know, we learn how to do thing, something, anything. And then after a while, we sort of create our own version of it or develop a completely new version of doing things, whether it's, you know, writing code for software or... Drawing something, you know, building something or, or any kind of thing. Um, you know, we, we find what works for us more and people come up with new methods and share them and they change industries sometimes. So you never know. You might actually contribute to uh, the realm of lucid dreaming and to the awakening of many, many people. I think that would be cool. So give, give that a try and... Let me know what you come up with, and if you have created your own little method and your own little technique, share it. Share it on Dream Dreamviews uh, forums or on Reddit subreddit. Or again, you can contact me always, and uh, that that would be awesome. We'll all benefit from it. So that's sort of the the short little spiel on um, DIY methods and. As I find more, I will continue to to share more I think these are these are great because it's new 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 things to test out and new things to try and you know for some for some people lucid dreaming is much easier for some it's much harder and you know the more tools that we have to to give it a try and to to find a way to do it on a more regular basis, the better it's awesome so let me uh I mentioned false awakening and I thought it'd be a, a cool thing to to mention as far as I know not not everybody had that experience of course but it is one of the more bizarre things and if you haven't experienced it it's simple you're in a dream and it can be a regular dream or a lucid dream but you wake up from that dream and you wake up in your bed and then you proceed to go out of get out of bed and start doing things thinking that you've just woken up only to at some point suddenly wake up again in your bed grabbing your head saying holy camoly you you basically had a false awakening and you thought you you thought you woke up and you thought that now you are in real life and uh, waking life real life so to speak um but no, you were still dreaming, but you were dreaming that you were waking up. And that is such a strange experience. It's it's so jarring because, you know, not only that a regular dream fools you to thinking that it's reality until you wake up, but then you get, you know, fooled again. Um, it's, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Now, it happens a lot in practice of lucid dreaming and happens a lot um, after a lucid dream because there's this conscious awareness and the expectation to wake up and the thought about like I'm going to wake up soon where regular dreams don't have that as much so sometimes you're thinking you're about to wake up and then you have the experience of waking up and you say and and it doesn't feel strange you're expecting it so you know that's that's what's happening but what actually happens is that you sort of switch modes who knows what what the actual occurrence in your brain is but something makes you you know you you're, you suddenly dream that you are waking up but it's just another dream it's just another dream state another dream phase and the transition is so, so sharp that you you don't think twice about it you get up you start walking start doing your day and suddenly wake up again and you're like oh, am i dreaming now I've never had, so that's sort of a dream within a dream, which is kind of cool and the whole inception thing, but I've never had two false awakenings in a row. I wonder if that actually happens. That would be really messing with your brain because at some point you really start doubting whether you're you're awake this time, which is good because the more you question whether you're awake or dreaming, the more chances you get to wake up and become lucid in your next dream. So, it's not such a bad thing. And it's a cool, weird experience anyway. So, if that happens to you, yeah, <laughs> be prepared. If it hasn't happened to you, I'm sure it will at some point. It's, um, it's, it's quite the phenomena. So, um, I want to finish uh, today's episode with uh, a couple of mentions, a couple of uh, thank yous to... Um, first of all, thank you for everybody who's listening. I think the podcast is growing and uh, I want to put more effort into it. And I I think that once that I get to the 10th episode, I want to, my plan is hopefully to start recording on a regular basis. That's why I got a better mic. I'm trying to allocate a time once a week to doing the recording and then I can, you know, edit and clean the audio a little bit and then post hopefully once a week on a more consistent basis. I'm sorry I've been lagging here and there, but I've you know, this is an experiment, as I have said on the first episode. Hopefully I'm going to get into a rhythm and a regular schedule to be able to post, record and post once a week. That would be awesome. I really want to do that. And hopefully, you know, I'll have more more guests or more people to talk to and more, you know, I have plenty of subjects I want to mention and things I want to talk about. And I'm trying to sort of, for now, keep episodes a little short but when I get better practice and get the hang of it uh, a little bit more um, I will start diving deeper into some of these subjects and there's a lot again there's there's so many uh, so many things I want to mention but I do want to also research things properly so I can you know speak from knowledge about some of these subjects that that do require more research like supplements and uh, EEG and all that other things. Um so I wanted to to say a couple of mentions. I wanted to thank Cycle2049. It's the name that appears. I don't know if that's them for um uh, a really nice wonderful and short uh review on iTunes. That's kind of that's very sweet and I, I really enjoyed uh seeing that. And if if you do like the podcast and if you're listening and and subscribing through iTunes, by all means um you know go and give it a nice little five-star rating and let me know what you think. If you do have feedback about the show um, or about the subjects or anything that I've mentioned, you can always email me. Uh, the email uh, is contact at lucidsage.com without the, without the the, but on Twitter it's the lucid sage. <laughs> um, and another thank you to Ryan um, who wrote in with a, with a, a wonderful email on, delightful things. It's such a, such a pleasure to, to read some of these emails. So thank you, Ryan, for, for writing in with, with the info you sent me. Um, it's much appreciated. So hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and this episode. And until next time, sweet and lucid dreams.